Matt Geeks. Welcome in to episode number eight of the Matt Geeks podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Pupley. And man, am I excited to be bringing you another great podcast today. Um, today, we get to actually get into an upcoming senior level event that's going on this weekend. On September 19th, the Nitty Line Wrestling Club uh, up in Pennsylvania is hosting uh, the first ever, first ever RTC duel. Um, we're going to have the, the NLWC versus the Cliff Keen Wrestling Club, which is over at Michigan. Uh, these guys are going to be, th- these two RTCs are competing against each other. And there's actually, you know, a couple of guys from other RTCs that are sprinkled in there. Uh, but, you know, basically it's just big, one big senior level pro event. And it's going to be awesome, man. Um, and, and the purpose of these next two podcasts actually is to chat with uh, the two ACC guys that are actually uh, in these events. Um we, we have David McFadden from Virginia Tech that is competing, and then we also have Mike Machiavello. So in this episode, we're going to talk to Mr. David McFadden, sit down and, uh, and chat a little bit about his upcoming match with Jason Nolf at the NLWC event this Sunday, September 19th, um, on, live on Rockfin, right? So you have to get a Rockfin subscription to watch this match. And when you get that, I highly, highly suggest you give us a follow, especially if you listen to this, you're already an ACC wrestling fan, find Matt Geeks on Rock Fan and give me a follow. Um, but we get to sit down and, and talk to David, you know, a little bit about his career at Virginia Tech. He was a four-time All-American um, and, you know, he, he had his career cut short by COVID, but um, we get a little bit into that and, and how his life's unfolded after that and, you know, his transition up to uh, the Pennsylvania RTC with Coach Slay and then uh, of course, we get into his recent match on Wrestling Underground where he wrestled fellow ACC uh, Wolfpack wrestler Tommy Gant. Uh, got the win there, 8-4. to four. And then, um, of course, he's now got this big super match with, uh, with Jason Nolf coming this weekend. So uh, we, of course, get into that and talk a little bit about how he's preparing for that and, you know, how he sees that going down. But, you know, it was a great conversation. I had a lot of fun talking to David, and uh, I'm just glad you guys get to hear it. So... Uh, without further ado, here's Dave McFadden. Yeah, life's going great. Uh, you know, I moved about two weeks ago. Uh, it's kind of, kind of at home a little bit for for a little while. Uh, probably longer than I've been uh, since high school because uh, I've been away at college. But um, I moved in, not fully settled in, but I moved in. Uh, you know, kind of piece in my apartment. Like, other piece by piece but uh you know I live in a living in an awesome awesome complex and you know something that I didn't even know you know I'm super grateful that uh you know to to be here I uh, just you know something that I wouldn't wouldn't really imagine myself living in you know so it makes it easier when uh you get to wake up with the view I have every day and uh just kind of do what you love and obviously the team and the coaching staff here is you know, is, is, you know, second to none. And uh, we just got a great group of friends down here and it makes it real easy to wake up every day and go, go chase your, chase your goals and stuff. So I'm super excited and, you know, I'm transitioning over from, you know, like in New York teams to trying to give Philly teams a chance and stuff. But I heard you just got to be a Philly fan on Sundays. So I think I'll be all right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting when you move into a new state, especially when it's like the teams that are kind of rivals with your team. I, uh, I'm from Georgia. And so like, I'm a big Falcons fan. I went to the university of Georgia and then I moved up here and I'm in North Carolina now. And so everybody's a Panthers fan. Um, and you know, people like South Carolina and, and North Carolina up here and it's, a uh, am not going to get on those trains, but, uh, I, I have picked up hurricanes hockey. So I, uh, yeah. at least I got one team out of it. But, uh, but yeah, man, yeah, um, with, uh, I mean, that's just, that sounds so cool. So is, is the RTC, does, do they put you guys up together in a, a complex or do you guys have to find your own places? No, we, we have to find our own places, but, you know, within reason and, uh, you know, luckily, uh, you know, Coach Slay is not only our uh, head coach, but the, he's a uh, executive director of the PRTC. So, you know, him and uh, Coach Reina, they have a lot of connections. And, you know, I found this apartment that I just loved. And I was like, I have to live here. And, you know, it was in within reasonable price. And it just so happens that the guy who owns it was a Drexel wrestling grad. 
that's also a, a supporter of the PRTC. So I was like, man, let's try to make this happen. And, and, and we did. And, uh, you know, like I said, like they do, uh, you know, Coach Lane, Coach Reina, Coach Pierce, all they do such a, such a good job with just kind of making it, you know, I think well, one thing that we do differently is it, our RTCs kind of run like a business. Like it, it feels like you, you like, like you get a contract, like, you know, it, it just feels like it's done the right way. Like you're not just a wrestling partner. Like you're more than that. Like you do outside work, you know, with beat the streets, Philly. I haven't gotten the, you know, serve them yet, but I just, I just moved here. Um, so I'm sure I'll get with uh, those guys in the, in the near future, but it's just run real smooth and, you know, it just it makes you feel like you're a grown up, you know, and, and I love it. And it's not like we're, it makes you feel like you're doing something more than wrestling. And uh, yeah, so I'm loving life and wrestling. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, it, it's hard to beat getting paid to wrestle, I imagine. So that's a, that's pretty awesome, man. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got a bunch of questions for you, you know, throughout, and I was going to ask you a little bit about the end of your college career. Um, we're going to hit on that PRTC and then uh, obviously you got through your matches coming up. Um, yeah. So, you know, first thing before I always kind of try to like start off with a, uh, a question that maybe not even wrestling related. Uh, I was looking through your, your profile and everything on, on Virginia Tech's website and uh, you, you majored in human development. Got to tell me what that is. Got to explain developing guess, humans. Like what's going guess, on here? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, I, uh, so I guess like looking back on it, you know, I was a decent student, but I wasn't a great student. You know, I was kind of there, you know, I was on pretty much a, a full scholarship to wrestle. So for me, it was like, I, you know, I wish I took school a little more seriously, I guess, but um, I kind of went in my freshman year, really didn't know anything what I was going to do. I was just, I knew I was there to wrestle and I was trying to win a national title. And that was really my only focus. So I kind of just rolled into the office one day, like our academic advisors, and I said, give me an easy major so I can focus on wrestling. And that was that. But, uh, you know, you could actually do a lot, a lot with it. Uh, but kind of the undergraduate degree isn't really gonna, you know, broaden your horizon anywhere. You kind of, it'll help you get into grad school. And then you know, people go in the OT or PT or, or get their master's in education. I wanted to go in the education because I was thinking more like, all right, and like I All-American my freshman year and I was still in a university studies, which is just, you know, it's just basically you don't know what you want to do yet. And then yeah. I All-American and I was like, you know, all right. I'm going to wrestle after college. And that was just my goal. And, you know, and that leads me on the, you know, another reason why the PRTC is so great. Like I have my college degree. It wasn't what I, if I could go back, I probably would have majored in business, but you know, I'm going to make a lot of connections in, in Philly and a lot of connections with the board members and stuff. And hopefully, you know, I can help, you know, even help some of these, uh, you know, college kids uh, that are down here and, I always joke with them, you know, because they're Ivy League kids. I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'll help you in wrestling. You guys can help me after I'm done wrestling, you know, because they're, they're, uh, they're all super smart, and, you know, super mature, and just they got their lives together. And, you know, it's a testament to, you know, Coach Reina, the guys he recruits, and, uh, you know, just, just a group of kids that, that we have on, on in Penn and Drexel's room. They're just super, super sharp kids. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I definitely, I definitely identify you there with the, the college major. Yeah, I, I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I majored in business and now I'm a high school teacher and my degree means nothing. So <laughs> just got me in the door, man. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just kind of had to ask about that. I, I, that's one that, that I haven't seen a whole lot and I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, it was, I would say, I would say the, the overall, it was just a very broad, broad major, uh, kind of more education. We had to take like a bio class, psychology, yeah. which had nothing to do with what we were learning and stuff. Uh, actually, I think the most beneficial class to me was this yoga. It was called integrative uh, health practices. And we, we learned breathing techniques 
learned how to calm our heart rate and stuff. And, you know, I actually emailed the professor a couple of years down the road and told him like, Hey, I'm about to graduate. By the way, this is the most beneficial class I've learned because I could relate it to what I was doing wrestling. Right. I can learn how to, you know, calm my heart rate and, you know, yeah yeah for sure um very cool but i mean we kind of broke up a little bit there but um i think we'll we'll keep rolling on and, and i was gonna ask you a little bit um about your college career and so obviously you had a great college career right you were four-time all-american um and you know your your record over your entire career 107 and 22 so you know not too shabby not bad um <laughs> uh but you know obviously we had everything come to a halt at the end with covid and, and i've heard you talk about it before a little bit um you know but you know how looking back on it now right we're we're i mean how long out six seven eight months out now um, you know, what's your thoughts, you know, about the ending of your career with everything getting shut down? You know, obviously, uh, you know, it's things to go out the way that we did. But, you know, for me, I knew wrestling was going to still be a thing. And I knew life was going to go on uh, how it seemed, you know, like, you know, but, um, you know, I definitely wasn't at my best towards the end of the year and uh you know it was it was hard to to not wrestle you know cutting all that weight all that year and uh kind of you have three more weigh-ins but you know I think if the nationals were in December early January I, I would have been right in the mix to win it right but towards the end of the year I mean I was kind of fighting my body and and knowing that you know maybe I was a little bit overtrained and uh I just wasn't at my best. I wasn't even close, but, you know, I probably, I think would have found a way to, you know, do my best down there. But I just remember going and I mean, my body was so hurt and it was just, I was just miserable. I was just like, man, I mean, I got tech fall that year. Hadn't been tech fall. I don't know ever. And, um, you know, I just knew I was like, this isn't the best version of you. You know, this isn't the guy back in November, December. And that was the hardest thing is, you know, I was trying so hard, but my body was just not agreeing with me at all. I think that was the hardest part. It was super frustrating. And I would get super down on myself. Just, man, I'm trying as hard as I can. And, you know, I'm just, I, I can't do anything. Like my body is physically just giving out and, you know, I probably shouldn't have wrestled in some of the matches that I did, but, you know, I signed up for it, right? I, I made weight probably 10 or 11 straight consecutive weekends. You know, and I was making the weight all right. I didn't realize the damage that was done until it was already done. But yeah. I just remember when I, we got that call, you know, we were all super upset, don't get me wrong. But it was almost at the same time, like, part of it was a sense of relief that I was like, man, I don't got to make weight three days in a row. Because I remember leading up to that week, I was just like, I really don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to make the weight, but I don't know how. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to find a way, you know, and I'm going to get on the podium as high as I can. And, uh, yeah, it was just crazy, you know. I definitely – I definitely think if I wrestled half the season, it would have been a different story. But, you know, I, we didn't have a, another 65-pounder. And, you know, I, I thought I could do it. And, and I was doing a pretty good job. Like, I was doing a good job with my weight. It was just uh, making weight every single weekend. Like, come back Monday, I'm 10, 12 over. Now I got to drop weight on Friday. And then make it again Sunday and do the same thing next week. So I was just like, man, this is rough. Yeah, for sure. That – that sucks, man. Well, I mean, it's got to be, I imagine it's got to be difficult to be a 65 your first two years and then bump up to 74 and kind of your body adjust to that, you know, and then having to come back down. I imagine that was, it, I imagine it was a lot easier before you you bumped up and kind of adjusted to the, the bigger weight, right? Yeah, you know, I, I think I actually this year, I 
did the best job with my weight too, like just being like, you know, super disciplined and sticking to a strict diet and not slipping up at all. But it was just, you know, my body never got a break. And that was the biggest thing it was from all, from June, July, August to end the middle of March, you know, I never had a rest period. You know, I stayed, I stayed over Christmas break to train for the Midlands, you know, I never went home. And if I did, my body would have got too big. Yeah. 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 Um. Man, but, you know, the next thing I was going to ask is, obviously, you're a guy that, you know, you you were on the podium three times before this season, right? So, you actually earned that All-American honor. Um, you know, people's opinions are all over the place. So, I think it's always kind of interesting to ask, um, you know, the, the NWCA gave out the, the, you know, first, second, and honorable mention All-Americans this year. Um, I was just wondering what your your take is on all that. Obviously, you received a first-team All-American um and just kind of, you know, what is your, your take on that? You know, people, people, you know, there's always like articles and people saying, you know, you're a three, four time All-American, like, which is, I'm like, listen, that's for you guys to decide. You know, I, I can look back at my college career and say I did everything. I got on the podium the three times I wrestled in it. And, you know, I could say I made, I'm a three time All-American and I was a first team All-American, you know, but. I don't think it's it's for me to tell people I'm a four-time All-American because I think you ask anyone who made, you know, first-team All-American that's been there, they're not going to be like, yeah, like, no, I'm a four-time All-American. Like, yeah, like, I because you didn't earn that spot, you know. It was, you know, I guess technically you did with – with your seeds but you know listen the NCAA tournament as well that was a 16 seed my freshman year and I took subset I was the sixth seed my junior year lost to the 26th seed and battled all the way back to fifth you know crazy things happen at the yeah. NCAA tournament so I think for for me like like I said like I'm you know i I got on the podium the three times I wrestled in it. And if people want to put me in the record books as a four-time All-American, I'm not going to complain. If they want to put me as a three-time, well, yeah, I wrestled three times and I got on the podium three times. So Yeah. Well, I know I know in my book, uh, I mean, I think you count it, right? I, I think that it, it sucks that – I think it sucks for the guys that were, you know, second team, honorable, or maybe not even because um, they didn't get the chance to prove it, like you're saying. And, you know, there's – every year, every single weight class, you have dudes that are seated, you know, way high that end up all Americaning. So I think it sucks for those guys, but you know, at the end of the day, we pride ourselves on being a sport that earns it. But you know, if you don't have the chance to earn it, then um, you know, I think it's a decent consolation prize. And I think that, you know, people that got it should be proud of it. Um, so it just sucks. It had to go down that way, you know? Um, yeah. It is what it is though, you know? Yeah. But, uh, so cool. I mean, and that kind of wraps up what I was asking about your college career. I mean, we all know how great you were at Tech. Um, and then after that all went down, right? After all that went down, um, it ends up coming out, you know, that there's a lot of guys actually moving to the PRTC. Um, but I think you were probably the first or maybe second, one of the first dominoes to fall to go uh, up there to Pennsylvania. So, you know, what went into that that decision to move up there and like, how did you get there? How did you go there? So I had actually trained my sophomore year of college up in Philly a little bit and got to actually know coach Slay. Um, I was with Frank mom, me and Frank Molinaro and uh, Ryan Blees and Brent Moore. We went up and we stayed a week here and, you know, we just, you know, we gave, gave those PRTC. I mean, Frank was obviously Frank at that point, you know, being a, Olympian world team member uh you know so he was giving it to some of their guys and you know I was in there scrapping with the senior level guys as a sophomore in college and I was like man and just just how coach Slay was teaching and you know we we weren't his guys but he was you know he was noticing us and, and you know taking care of us and, and helping us and learning we were all just getting better and I was just like man like I'm not a city guy and I never like I never thought about it after that and then you know, I was, I was, I knew I was going to wrestle after college. I was actually thinking of like, maybe I'll start coaching and stuff, but I knew I'd just miss it way too much. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, Joey McKenna's one of my best friends. So um, he was just talking to me a little bit about it. And then, you know, Coach Raina called me and, you know, we were talking and, you know, we were talking maybe about like a volunteer assistant position and stuff. And I was just like, man, like, no, like, I still want to wrestle. And Coach Slay called me the next day. Next day, I was like, all right. So then we like talked. I visited Philly, you know, and I was like, I found this place like where I live is like a little bit away from the city, like five miles outside of the city. So I love that, you know, kind of having my own little space. And then Coach Slay told me his vision. And like you said, I was either the first or second. It was me and Ben Holness, right? We were one and two, like to yeah. be this new wave. And Joey and Ethan Lezak were already there, Moro Carenti. And um, I was just like, man, like th this is a great, you know, to be coached by an Olympic gold medalist and kind of what they preach uh, even outside of wrestling uh, and just what they're trying to build and, uh, what they are building and now I'm a part of that what we are building and you know I just I just trusted trusted coach Slay and coach Raina right from the get-go you know super honest people same goals in mind you know same views values it was just seemed like the perfect fit and you know it wasn't a very hard decision you know I knew I kind of knew like who they were getting before but it was like I had this big secret and I actually kept the secret you know because I was like man like I want to train with these guys and then yeah. obviously you see like Mark Hall, Jordan Burroughs come so I'm like I imagine like, that's hard like, imagine that was hard to keep under under lock and key for you yeah <laughs> and I was like man so like, you must really trust me already to keep this big secret <laughs> I'm like the kid in grade school I'm like oh I know but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I trusted him and he clearly trusted me. And, uh, you know, we, I've been here two weeks and I mean, we have a great relationship already and I'm excited to just keep building on the future. And, you know, it's just, I, I couldn't be more blessed to be down here. You know, I love, I love Philly and I, I love where I live and I'm super happy. And, you know, the group of guys I, I hang out with down here, you know, amazing. So, you know, they're, so I'm super close with all of them already, and they kind of like my little jer my my jersey, you know, all these yeah. <laughs> all these kids. I I, br I bring some I bring some life to them, you know. I keep it keep it keep a very light heart when when I'm yeah. in the room, and you know, just kind of show them, you know, it all doesn't like when it's go time. You know, I'm as serious as it gets, but I think it's good to kind of be light and you know, kind of a little goofy sometimes, just so it's not all like all right like this, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't no, for have fun sure. with it at the same time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I've coached high school wrestling for five or six years, and I'm 100% on board with you there. Like, if people don't enjoy what they're doing and actually like being there, then, you know, there's no point in them being there in the first place. Um, yeah, but is uh, – so is, is Hall up there yet? No, I'm actually roommates with him, but uh, he's got to finish a class up at Penn State this semester, so he's coming down in December or January, so – I'm excited, but we actually got on the mat a little bit. Uh, so another cool thing that the PRTC did, we went up to it. It's called Camp Elk Tannery in, in uh, Pennsylvania. And, you know, super, super great people that hosted us and, you know, a Penn alum and um, just awesome. You know, one of our core values is to serve others. And, you know, they did as, as good of a job as you could, you know, cook for us, housed us. And we got to train in August for a week, you know, so I got on the mat with Mark, you know, Joey, Ben Holness, you know, you name it, like Dan Balma. And, uh, you know, we weren't able to move, you know, until September. I wasn't able because of coronavirus. So then like, you know, Coach took, he was like, all right, let's, let's get this group together. That's, you know, kind of been separated for so long and just kind of, you know, do our due diligence and, you know, just kind of meet everyone in, in this setting. And we, we hiked, we went cliff jumping, wrestled twice a day. I mean, it was awesome. Really yeah. awesome. So it, it was, it was cool. Very cool. Is uh, everybody, everybody good at cliff jumping or is there somebody you have to push off? Well, we, we jump. I, so I, <laughs> I used to cliff jump all the time. Like I live, I live kind of by the mountains and, I'm telling you, I, I would do that when I was in middle school, like maybe a freshman, sophomore in high school. I mean, I, every summer, man, I was 
on YouTube looking up places near me. And I mean, I was jumping from probably over like 60 feet uh, at one point, you know, I had to wear shoes and stuff, but uh, hadn't, you know, kind of when I started like, you know, getting a little older and being like, man, like some of these jumps are pretty sketchy. Like, I don't know if it's for me anymore. And then, so I didn't, I didn't jumped off a cliff and probably, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years. And then uh, we did a little cliff jump that was about 20, 30 feet. And I was like, man, I forget, like, you know, it looks a little different up here. And then we did one that was about 40, 45 feet, you know, and you had to jump into a little hole. And I was like, man, this is the same reason I got out cliff jumping. Coach Slay, one of our other core values is faith over fear. He's like, gotta have faith over fear. I'm like, all right, man, like I'm going. So yeah, we, we all jumped pretty much for the most part. And, uh, you know, it was safe, like, unless you, like, slipped, obviously, but that's yeah. anything, but, man, I hadn't jumped from that high in a while, and that was only about 45 feet, and that's normally what I would usually, like, you know, jump from anywhere from 45 to 60 feet, but I hadn't been up that high in a while, jumping in the water, and it was, it was definitely exhilarating. <laughs> yeah, I bet, um, uh, that's pretty cool, and, and you know, Speaking of exhilarating, I mean, you kind of had to have a little bit of an exhilarating, like exciting time um, with this this WUG event, right? This wrestling underground event, um, kind of transitioning into that. Uh, my meaning of that is that, you know, for the longest time, it was set up to be Tommy Gant versus Mark Hall. Um, obviously, you know, Mark had to pull out for, for whatever reasons he had to pull out. But um, how how did you end up getting into that event? Like, what was, what did that look like? Did they just give you a call? Like how much time did you have? I bet that was crazy. Yeah. So I was actually, it was Wednesday, right? So I was in Philly. I was at Joey. I was with Joey and Ben. So I had to actually come down here, sign my lease, do the walkthrough, do all this thing. Right. I was supposed yeah. to move on Saturday. So I had to end up changing my move and date. So Mark texts me. So, like, I'm showing him, like, the, the apartment stuff. And then he texts me. He's like, yo, you'll never guess what happened. I'm like, all right, like, what's up? He's like, man, he's, like, got a little minor injury. Like, nothing, like, hopefully nothing serious. I'm like, oh, dang, that stinks. Like, hope everything's good, you know, praying for you and stuff. And he's like, I was like, are you wrestling this weekend? And he's like, nah, man, like, I can't. I got to go see the doctor. I was like, all right. He's like you know what, you should wrestle. And I'm like, nah, like, I'm not wrestling. Like, I'm like, I'm on three days, like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, come on. He's like, you know, he's like, you're ready. And I was like, man, I've been training for three or four months, you know, three months. Like, I was training. I actually, like, I started fully training probably early June, end of June, where I was doing getting back into my routine. So I'd been, felt prepared. I wrestled four matches Friday, the previous Friday, and, you know, I felt really good. And, you know, that's what it's kind of what being, a, I guess, a professional athlete, right? You got to be ready. You see all these guys in the UFC when they came back, they're taking fights on short notice, man, and they're getting rocked, right? So I think for me, one of those things was if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready, right? And I was just training, right? I was just training for anything, right? I didn't know exactly when my next date was going to be but I knew I was just training. And then obviously I got the call for Nolf and I had already known about that. So I was like, all right, you know, my lifestyle is, you know, kind of everything's diving into this, to this, uh, to this match. Right. So, so you already, you already knew about Nolf before you got the call for wrestling underground. Exactly. Wow. So I was like, right. so exactly. So I, I was kind of like, you know, I was like, all right, I'm already training for this. What's, what's one match. Right. And yeah. I called, coach slay up and he was like you're ready i'm like all right so this guy calls me kevin uh kearney and he's like hey you want to fly out to oregon i'm like yep sounds good i was like get me on a plane and i'll wrestle on a saturday so i knew i was on basically a 72 hour notice didn't have to cut weight for it which made it much better and uh you know i wouldn't have took the match if i wasn't ready right like i don't care about the money I do rest I wrestle because I love it you know I if they offered me however much and I wasn't ready and I thought I was gonna you know get hurt or, or possibly lose the match because I wasn't prepared I wouldn't have taken it but I knew I was prepared and I knew I was ready so I took the match and 
that's kind of just one thing that, you know, the kids and I kind of preached that to the uh, college kids the other day that you don't know when your next match is going to be. You don't know if there's going to be a season, but you have to train like there's going to be a season, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, there you could come in and, you know, you come in now your season's from January to March and you didn't do anything for three or four months. Now these guys that have been doing stuff for three and four months, maybe longer, you know, you got to be ready. Like, you got to be ready to win the national championship, to get on the podium, whatever your goal is. And I think that was just a testament to my hard work and, and ability to just, you know, three days notice. Not many people would, would take that match. And uh, I just – I was ready. And I wouldn't have taken it if I thought I was going to lose And because I was out of shape or, or I wasn't yeah. doing anything right, you know. But I was – I was in shape. I was feeling good. And I was already training for, for Jason and all. So. Yeah. So, you know, that, it was a really cool event, right? The wrestling underground. I think it was really cool to watch, you know, Chael's kind of previews because, you know, he's wild. Um, he's a lot of fun to listen to, but, uh, you know, your opponent, you, you had Tommy Gant, you know, that wrestled at NC state. I think, I don't even know if there was any overlap with you guys. Cause I think you were kind of, one weight class above where he was at. And then also I think he's a little bit older, so you might not even have been there at the same time. I don't know. Um, but, you know, have you guys ever wrestled before that or was that the first time? No, nah, we wrestled one time at the Olympic training center and uh, he beat me. Uh, I remember he got me, it was like the fifth day and everyone kept talking about the elevation and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this isn't real. Like whatever, like, I'm just going to go out and wrestle. And, like, I was feeling good. I was training again. And I remember within, like, two minutes, I'd never gotten that tired. And, like, if I thought I wrestled three matches already. Yeah. And I was, like, huffing and puffing, thinking I'm going to pass out, like, two minutes into our go because, like, I guess the elevation thing is a real thing, right? It's not a hoax. I guess some, yeah. maybe, maybe if I was a bio major in college, I could tell you the exact reason why. But I'm pretty sure, like, thins your blood or lowers your blood count but it was a real good as mine yeah it was a real (laughs) thing and uh I was beating him and I remember he beat me and the the craziest thing is like right everyone's like oh Virginia Tech NC State like this is man we hung out all week like me Tommy Hayden hit like Ty like you know like we played basketball together wrestled together ate together you know like they're you know I I've known I I that was my sophomore going in the junior year so I've known Tommy for a while and uh you know, he, he's a great dude, honestly, like, but it's wrestling, right? We're not, yeah. you know, we can go out to eat after or something, right? But, like, for those, for those six minutes, we were going to try and beat each other up, I guess. But, yeah, yeah. no, I, I've wrestled with him, and, and I've we played basketball and, you know, got food at the OTC. You know, he, he's a good – he's just a very humble and very sharp dude and just, just a great, great dude all, all around, so – yeah, I mean, well, you kind of hit on it. I think that's one of the coolest things about our sport just in general that other sports don't generally have is that, you know, we can – pretty much everybody is friendlier, is, is friends with each other, knows each other. You know, obviously we can, you know, put on a face and, you know, and compete with you for six minutes or for a duel or whatever. But afterwards, you know, everybody's friends, everybody trains together to get better. Um, I think it's a really cool thing about our sport. You know, you don't see – you know, like, like I said, I, I'm from, I went to University of Georgia, I'm a big football fan, right? You would never see a Georgia and an Alabama guy just chilling afterwards. Like it just wouldn't happen. Right. So it's, it's cool to see, you know, that our sports that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the match was a lot of fun to watch. Um, it, it ended up being eight, four in your favor. Um, it, I mean, it was pretty much a, a pretty controlled match in, in your favor. I don't think it ever really, I, I was never really in doubt that you were going to win the match. Um, you know, what, what was the feel of the match like for you? You know, how did it go? What are your thoughts on it, you know, afterwards? You know, I thought I wrestled, I thought I wrestled well. Um, not great, not good, well. Um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, me, me, uh, Coach Slay, Joey, and uh, Mark. Like, Mark ended up, Mark was out there, so we kind of developed, like, a little game plan and, you know, thing about Mark is, like, obviously everyone knows he's good at wrestling, right? But he's, like, when it comes to wrestling, he's, like, a genius. Like, if there was a book of wrestling and, like, 
he took a test on it, he'd probably get almost a perfect score. You know, like he's just very knowledgeable. Like just something as small as like keep this hand down and circle left, you know, or circle right. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, like just very, very smart. And obviously Coach Slay, Olympic gold medalist, like kind of knows his stuff too, you know. So we kind of had a game plan on short notice. And, you know, I was just like, I'm going to go out there and wrestle and, you know, I think I'm better than him. And, you know, obviously I was a little bigger than him. And uh, I just stuck to my game plan. You know, I was very relaxed, very loose. You know, even when I was winning, instead of trying to go out and just, you know, maybe like, all right, go out and get the tech fall or go try and do something. And then I do something stupid, you know, I just let him come to me and, you know, stayed in good position and then just kind of picked them apart on that last takedown. And then, uh, you know, I felt felt very in control and, you know, um, I thought I wrestled, wrestled well. And obviously I wasn't peaking for that. And, you know, I'm peaking for this event coming up because I knew about it for a little longer. And, you know, obviously, you know, the lifestyle decisions that I've made over the past month or two are, are going to show up here. So, um, you know, I, uh, I'm excited. And, you know, like I said, it, it was just a great opportunity. It was an opportunity I couldn't miss, you know, because yeah. not too many people would, would – I think there's going to be more of these cards and not too many people uh, would take that match on a three days' notice. So, you know, if there's an opening, I don't see why I won't get another call, you know, like, hey – you took this match in three days. We'll give you a, a four-day notice next time, you know? Yeah, for sure. So what was it like wrestling in a cage, though? I mean, obviously, that's probably the first time you've done that, right? Yeah, I actually loved it. You know, it was crazy. So we train at – so during quarantine, one of my uh, buddies, Nick Pisano, he runs Eagle Eye Wrestling Club, and it's in his uh, garage. And it's, it's like, you know, you could fit like two, three groups in it, right? So, you know, during quarantine, you know, you would, that's where I was training, right? I was training there almost like every day. It was me and my buddy Pete and like Dina, right? My, my, my two good buddies. And, you know, we're just training every day. Like we have nowhere to go. And, you know, he's, he's the man. He's like, hey, I got a garage. So we're like, all right. So we train there and, uh, you know, it's pretty small, right? So like we were wrestling up against walls and stuff. So I get this call and I'm like, you know, trying to like, I'm like, how big is 25 by 25 feet, you know, measuring. I'm like, yo, it's like the, the wrestling room we've been wrestling in, Eagle Eye, during all, all quarantine. So I got in there the day before I left and started wrestling against the walls a little more. And I'm like, yo, I was like, never thought this would be a realistic mat size. <laughs> but uh, here, here we are. And you know, actually my first takedown I got, which changed the match right into a lace. He was fighting my hands and my grip was slipping and I ran him right into the cage. That was planned. I ran him right into the cage and then I cut him back. So I used his momentum and my cousin trains MMA, uh, trains jiu-jitsu guys how to wrestle. And he was like, don't, like I was picking his brain about the cage. He's like, it, there's a lot of give. He's like, it's not like a wall. So he's like, if you run him as fast as you can, he's like, you're going to knock yourself. He's like, take him slow into the cage and wait for that spring-like action. So I drove him into the cage, and then he came back, and I cut him back and took him down and laced him. And ultimately, that kind of changed the, the direction of the match because I was down 2 nothing. But I love the cage. I thought it was really unique, and I thought it's something that hasn't been thought of. And I, I personally liked it. You know, obviously the rules against the cage, they could probably change a little. But yeah. for the first time, I mean, it, I thought it was awesome. And there was no room to run. And I just thought it added a cool aspect to it. You know, I, I just, I really enjoyed it personally. Yeah, no, I thought it was super cool. Um, and I think that's, that's cool. That's something I didn't even think about when you're talking like the cage having a little bit of a bounce to it. Like, that's that's got to be something that probably several of those guys like didn't anticipate coming in and then kind of hit it mid match, you know. Um, yeah, so that's cool that at least you kind of had that 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 wherewithal or that knowledge going into it. Um, you know, did this give you any kind of an itch to to maybe go towards MMA? Nah, this face is too pretty to get punched in the face, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think uh, I'll ever uh, go into the UFC. Um, I want to focus on wrestling, trying to win the Olympic gold medal and, you know, multiple world titles and, you know, figure out what, 
the next stage of my life is when I get there, you know. But yeah. right now, I'm fully committed to wrestling. And I'm, I thought about the UFC maybe, like, once in my life. And then I was like, man, like – and then I got knocked out wrestling, right? I was just – got hit in the knee. And I'm like, yeah, not for me. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Like, like I've wrestled my whole life. And I'll get in there and I'll scrap in the room for hours on end. I love it. But, you know, I get, like – hit in the face on accident, you know, while doing something. And I'm like, nope, not for me. I would never want to get hit in the face. That's just not my thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so what, you know, but we're about to, I'm about to get into the the new event coming up with your new match, but real quick before that, you kind of were already heading down that path. Um, you know, what do you see for your future wrestling wise? Um, you know, is, do you see, you know, this many cycles or coaching or, you know, I'm going to get out of wrestling altogether. Like what's kind of your direction you're, you're thinking of right now? Um, you know, obviously I'm going to give this my all, um, you know, for me, I'm thinking two to three Olympic cycles. So that's eight to 12 years of wrestling, right? As long as my body holds up. But that was another thing why I chose the PRTC. I think a new training environment under a guy who already did it, right? I think yeah. I, you know, I think people take, or, you know, people take for granted that sometimes that the coaches you have, it's like every day I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to train under an Olympic gold medalist, right? And like, I don't think that's hit me yet. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know Coach Slay's an Olympic gold medalist, but he beat, you know, the Russian that was untouchable, right? He's, he's done it, right? That's why when like Frank was at Virginia Tech, it's like, Anything this guy tells me to do, I'm going to do it. He won a national title. He's been on four team titles, coached three, three national championship teams. I'm like, like blind faith almost, except not, not as blind, you know? Yeah. But I think I put myself in the best position. And, you know, if you look at, look at the guys before, like Rich Perry, BJ Futrell, Chase Pammy, and Dan Belmont, They've had longevity in their careers. It wasn't they were at the PRTC for two to three years. Dan's been competing for like 10 years. You know, Rich was literally peaking, and then he had a freak accident. You know, Chase just retired. BJ retired two years ago. So Coach Slate clearly knows how to keep these guys healthy as well. You know, and that was a big thing for me. And to put myself in this training environment, the best training environment I possibly could, I did. You know, I'm around – great guys you know I have the greatest American wrestler ever at the weight class below me and then above me I have the best you know wrestler in the world at our age you know so I really I think being able to when I'm done wrestling being able to look back and say I don't accomplish everything I did I say well I gave myself the best opportunity there's no regrets I can look back in my career and just say I left it all out on on the line you know and that, that was a huge thing for me coming here was just to be like, I know I'm going to reach my peak and reach my potential here. And I, I know I am. And I know Coach Lee's going to make that happen. And, you know, my teammates as well. And then as for after wrestling, probably be some more wrestling, right? But, uh, you know, hopefully I, I don't really know what I want to do after yet. You know, I would love, I'm obviously going to stay involved in wrestling and, uh, but I'm not sure what direction yeah. I'm going to go, whether it's maybe a club or maybe I get in the business or maybe I come back college coach coaching, or maybe I'm an, in an RTC coaching position, you know, I haven't really got that far ahead. I'm just going to kind of let it, let, let my life take, take course where it needs to, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, if you're planning on going for, you know, two, three cycles, you definitely got time to figure that out. Um, exactly. And I mean, heck at the end of that, you know, being around that program for so long, you'll, you probably have a lot of good hookups to, to get into college coaching or, you know, club or whatever you want to do. Um, so yeah, no, that'd be cool. And, you know, you guys, you're just, it's a, it's embarrassment of riches, the guys that you have around you to learn from and, and, you know, train with right now. So that's gotta be exciting. Um, but, you know, kind of rolling off of that event and into the new one, um, obviously, you know, the announcement came out, what, a couple weeks ago, um, that the NLWC was putting on a duel um, that's against uh, Cliff Keen Wrestling Club and others, basically. All right, so the majority of those guys are, are from Cliff Keen. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, you, Mike Mock, 
um, a bunch of other dudes in there that are kind of sprinkled in from other places. And, uh, you know, your match comes out and you, you're wrestling Jason Nolf. And you said that you even knew about that match before the wrestling underground one. Um, so, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on, first of all, before we even get into your match, the, the NLWC versus Cliff Keen wrestling club, you know, kind of RTC versus RTC battle, like, what are your thoughts on that kind of event happening and, you know, maybe some future RTC duels going on? I think it's awesome. Obviously the first thing when I saw that it was an RTC versus RTC, I think uh, everyone on the PRTC was like, Hey, like we got a whole team. We can do this too. Um, but obviously there's a lot of, a lot of other stuff that goes into it, but obviously like if uh, coach Kale Sanderson comes back on social media or host event, you know, it's probably going to be pretty big. So obviously the card is, I mean, I probably, I don't even know how many all American slash national champions probably in like the, 30s and 40s like if you count titles and uh you know world medal I mean it's it's one of the craziest cards right you you've probably ever seen you know and they it's I'm you know I think I'm the third the last match so I'm like the Coco main event uh so you know to be on this card with all these names I think is awesome it kind of I think this is good for wrestling personally you know you have a two-hour win that's why the UFC does so good other than people like watching other people punch each other and kick each other in the head. But you have this two hour window from a mark. This is my take, right? From a marketing standpoint, you have this two hour window on a Saturday night that you and your friends can hang out and watch the best wrestling in the world go down and you know about it and it's promoted. It's, it's like a, it's an event, right? Rather than like, all right, we're going to sit on our laptop all day long for two to three straight days. And like, follow on a separate website then to watch this video on another website just to see where the matches are and stuff you know you have hey it's a pay-per-view event it's hyped up it's the best wrestlers in the world coming together and uh we're gonna make it a show and people want to see a show and and see it see a really good event and i think if one thing you know from everything kind of getting canceled like this to be the silver lining I think this is a new way to look at wrestling how they're doing it and you know it helps us you know make money too and um it just gives us an opportunity to to wrestle it's what we've all wanted to do and I just I think these events are awesome personally and and I and I, I love them and I think if wrestling you know goes down this route where they do this more and more like you know people are gonna watch it you know yeah and I mean, I think, you know, yeah, like you said, like it's a whole new world for wrestling and and yeah, giving people so much time to kind of sit around the house and not have other stuff going on with Corona has definitely, you know, propelled this into being a thing. Right. And so I think that this is kind of what the pro wrestling was missing, right? Everybody's been trying to do it for years and just kind of it's fell flat every single time. Um, And, you know, even the flow event and the wrestling underground event have been awesome. Um, but this, I think this, this NLWC versus Cliff Keen is kind of, I think it's the thing that's going to make it really happen is because not only are you having these like superstar all-star matches, but you also have the team aspect. you know, like when you think about it, it's also kind of Penn state versus Michigan, you know, like obviously you have the other guys sprinkled in there, but I think that's the thing that was really missing is that, you know, when you're watching some of these events, you know, like the flow card, like maybe, maybe I have no attachment to Jack Miller versus RBY. And so I, you know, go to the bathroom during that match or whatever. But if I'm watching an event like this and I'm like, I'm really pulling for Cliff Keen or something, you know, I'm going to watch every single match because I'm pulling for all those guys. Um, I think that's really cool aspect to it. Um, But, you know, speaking a little bit more about that before we get into your specific uh, match, like, are there any other matches that you're excited to watch just kind of as a fan? Like, what what, uh, what are you looking forward to with those guys? Probably all of them, right? Uh, obviously, I'm excited. Uh, you know, one of my good buddies, Rick Durso, is wrestling, making his – coming out of retirement, right? Uh, coming out of retirement to wrestle Malik. I mean, and obviously, Dan and Vincenzo. I'm, you know, Dan's my teammate. I've known 
from Dan forever. I've known Vincenzo forever. I'm really good friends with both of them, and, you know, they both went to Penn State. So, you know, that'll be a fun one. But obviously, you know, the main event, uh, Bo Nickel and Danger. You know, I wrestled Danger one time at the OTC, and I was just like, this is the strongest human being I've ever wrestled. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how this dude makes the weight he does, but – I don't know how anyone can like get like this dude is so strong. I remember I was like, you know, feeling good. I'm like, all right, like, let's go. <laughs> he just beat my butt so bad. I was like, oh my God. And uh, obviously I'm excited for that one as the, as the main event. And, you know, Bo Nichols crazy too. Like he does some really weird stuff and, you know, Denner's more of just a solid guy. So it's literally a clash of styles. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just curious. And that's after my match. So after I, I win, hopefully I'll be able to enjoy that one with some like popcorn and maybe a soda. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I'm uh, obviously I'm excited for my teammates and uh, the main event, obviously. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of, you know, alluded to it a little bit, you know, after you get your win. So, um, you know, you've, you've had time to, to think about this match, to plan for it and um, kind of really get ready what have you done in preparation for this match with North? Is it, is there a lot of North specific stuff? Is it more just you? Like what's going on in your head and your training to prepare for this match? Yes. Yeah, so me and coach, I actually jumped on a zoom call the other day and watched a little bit of film. And, you know, we've been game planning for about two to three weeks, you know, just for this match, which again, like this whole, like, you know, match card thing, how they're doing it, you know, it gives you time to to prepare just for one guy, you know, so you're going to get two wrestlers at their best, right? And I think that's another neat aspect. Like when you go to a tournament, like if I'm wrestling five guys in a day, right, I'm not going to watch five, five different guys on film, right? It's just too much, clutters your head. So I think just being able to prepare for one match, you know, is, is really, really neat. And it's something that I really – you know, the last time I wrestled in like a where I was like one match where I'm just dialed in was probably who's number one where I had a lot of time to train for one opponent, right? And uh, I think Coach Slay kind of hit it on the head where he was like, you know, we need to be aware of what he's he's doing, what we're going to do, but that doesn't mean you're, you're a defensive wrestler, you know. You know what he's going to do, but – you're still an offensive wrestler. And I thought that was, you know, just the confidence he instilled in me, like, you're going to beat this guy. You know, you just need to know what he's going to do, where he's going to shoot, when he's going to shoot. But that doesn't mean that you're wrestling defense. You know, you're going out there and you're scoring, but just be aware. And I think, you know, that's a lot of, you know, that's a strategy, you know, for young kids coming up to watching film is, you know, if you're watching film, right, you I'm not looking, I'm only looking at a few things, right? I'm looking where this guy's hand is, what leg he leads with, and, like, where he's shooting to not, like, oh, you know, he, he's doing all this stuff, right? you got to focus and pinpoint um, on certain things. And, and I think, like, people get caught up too much in watching film. And, and for me, like, when I was younger, I did the same thing. It's like I would watch film and be like, man, this guy's really good. And as you watch film, you're like, man, like, you got to almost, like, be like, man, this isn't, this guy's not that good. You know, obviously he's a great wrestler, right? He won three national titles, but you can't be like getting sucked in. You got to be like, okay, this is where, this is where he exposes a weakness. This is where I'm going to capitalize, you know? Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of how I've been preparing. And obviously my practices have been tailored to certain areas and stuff, but you know, yeah. Wrestling, yeah. Have you have you guys ever wrestled before growing up? Yeah, it was his only loss in sixth grade. I beat him in sixth grade. I beat him at the Penn State. I remember this. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, he'll probably try and seek some revenge. I don't even probably know pissed. if he knows I beat him. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I remember uh, I, re I had no idea who he was. I, mean, I was 12 years old, and, you know, he was killing everyone. And I remember I was like, man, like, I just I just won like two or three overtime matches in a row, right? It was at the Penn State little kid tournament. I mean, 
all these guys I grew that I was wrestling, I ended up like grow like they all went on the cards, right? So I make the finals and I'm like not even seated and I have the one seed and at this time I'm like, Oh, this guy's on the top bracket, like he's the one seed, he's probably decent. So I remember my dad I was like, yeah, I was like, who is this kid? And he's like, uh, just go out and do your best, you know, go have fun. I was like, is this kid good? He's like, uh, yeah, he's not bad. I was like, all right. I went out there and I got, I, from what I remember, I got taken down within like five seconds. I was like, dang, all right, this guy knows how to wrestle. Like, I wasn't ready for this. And uh, I ended up like beating him like at the buzzer, I think. And I was just super pumped up. Like, I was like, man, like, and like then my dad and my, coach Mr. Cutler at the time he uh they ended up telling me like who he was and I was just I mean I was 12 years old I was like oh, all right cool like I'm trying to go grab like something to eat now like yeah like do I get some like I get a prize yeah oh, that's uh, a f- that was the only time we ever wrestled that's a familiar conversation I know that as a coach like I've done it both ways where you tell people before and then you know also they're like you know anything about this guy like nope nothing at all just go out and do it <laughs> and you know like in the back of your mind you're like this dude's like a three-time state champ but uh i'm not gonna tell him but yeah no i mean yeah uh, you know he he might still be mad about that match to this day like maybe he yeah. was walking off the mat every match in college just like man wait till i get the chance at him again <laughs> yeah i don't think he lost much after that but yeah nah very cool but uh i think that's cool that you know get to see that match um I know I'm excited for it. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch because, I mean, you're coming in, you know, off a high, you know, really having a great match, a a great win, um, especially on the short time with Tommy. Um, And, you know, it's probably one of the most exciting matches on the card for me. I mean, I think everybody is looking forward to to Nickel Derringer, um, but I think that one's right up there for me with it. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun to see. Um, you know, what, how do you see it going? I mean, obviously don't give me any you know, trade secrets or anything you got. Um, but, you know, how do you see the match going? And, um, you know, what, I don't know, just what are your thoughts on, on how it's going to go down? I mean, we're both very offensive and very good in scrambles. I think we, we honestly, like, we both have a high pace. We both have good shots. And we both are really good when the guy's in on our legs. And, you know, obviously I got some tricks up my sleeves and stuff. Um, but I really think it's going to be – I want to say there's going to be 10 points scored on the board and all 10 of them are going to be mine. But um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of high-level wrestling. I, I think it's just going to be a wide-open match. And I think for him, after the last match he wrestled with J.O., like I think he's going to come out and try and prove something which is only going to help me. I'm going to be able to kind of pick my spots. And I just think it's going to be a lot of high-level wrestling, a lot of chain wrestling, which is just, you know, chain wrestling is going from one thing to another. I think you're just going to see wrestling at a really high level. And um, I just think it's going to be fun. I think we're both, you know, very open, open styles where, you know, I would say my mindset is if I get scored on, go get, go, get a score if you saw when I wrestled Gant. We got got a questionable two and then I was in on his legs within five seconds, you know. So I don't like not being down, right? I'm if I have to go get one, I'm gonna go get one. And I think he's the same way where he fires off a high rate of attacks where maybe I fire off just a little less of a rate of attack, but more precise. So it's gonna create for a lot of action. And yeah. I think that's what fans want to see. And that doesn't mean go out there and be like, all right, get stupid, right? You yeah. know, but I, I think it, it's going to be a lot of flurries. And I think the one thing, you know, I've learned over the past three months since I've been here, you know, uh, is just getting the creating wrestling positions and just kind of letting the best man win. If he's in on my leg, we'll put him in a bad position. If I'm on his leg and he tries to put me in a bad position, we'll get into a better position. And, you know, I think, I really think I've had the bat the best training in the world over the past three months, you know, my list of partners is, uh, goes on and on from, you know, started wrestling, which I wrestled with Jesus. helped him prepare for Dake. you know, got on the mat with Mark, you know, Shane Griffiths, 
Joe Grello, Joey McKenna, Jordy Pagana. I mean, my list goes on and on, right? Can yeah. Just, you know, and who I was being coached by too, you know, Olympic gold medalists, like, you know, For sure. I, I feel prepared and I feel ready and I'm excited. Awesome. Well, uh, awesome. You know, I got to ask, you got Mark uh, up there with or getting up there with you now. Obviously, he wrestled with Nolf, so – is he, uh, is he giving you the inside scoop or is he kind of trying to stay neutral on this one? I haven't even asked him because I know he's roommates with Nolf right now and that he's going to be my roommate. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, he actually texted me the other day. He's like, hey, can I come down and like bring some stuff down like to like move it? I'm like, yeah, bro, come down whenever you want. But yeah, like I asked him who he lived with like when we were up in Pennsylvania, just kind of getting to know each other and stuff. And I remember he was like, yeah, I live with Nolf. And then I got the call from uh, Coach Kale, and he was like, yeah, like, you want to wrestle Nolf? I'm like, sure, sounds good. So I was just busting Mark. I'm like, because Mark was supposed to be wrestling in that event too, right? And then he got hurt. So I'm like, yo, you better not be warming up with him, man. You can't warm up with him. I was like, we're teammates now. You know, just messing around. But, again, like, you know, it's it's, it's wrestling, and, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm sure yeah. he just wants be a good match you know I mean that's his teammates for four years five years and you know now he's moving in with me so you know I'm sure he just wants to see a good match yeah no absolutely um well you know we're getting close to time where we gotta get I got I gotta go pick my wife up um but I, I gotta leave <laughs> I gotta uh, gotta leave the fans with this right I was gonna ask you um what can you know Virginia Tech and ACC fans what can we be looking forward to um, with the future for, you know, this event and just David McFadden in general? You know, I think, look, I think one of the biggest things, you know, is, is you just got to stay ready, right? Like you can't, you can't just expect that if things aren't working out in your favor that you can feel sorry for yourself, you know? I feel like everyone in the NCAA this year could have put their heads down and tucked their tail between their legs, you know? And uh, I think just – you know, for me, like, this is my life, right? This is my lifestyle, right? I'm, this is my job, right? It doesn't feel like a job, but it is, is my job. So I think it, I'm doing everything I can to reach my goals. And uh, so that means, like, wrestling is only a small part of that, right? There's so much other stuff that goes into it, whether it's your sleep, whether it's your diet, it's your lifestyle, you know, what you're doing to recover. There's so much other stuff. So those are like, those are the things that I've been really focusing on. I've done a great job. And obviously I think surrounding myself with, with uh, my, my team and the kind of people that are up here, I think it's just, this change is really good for me and I'm super excited. And I think look forward to just me being some, butt, right. <laughs> you know, getting better and getting creative and just having more fun with wrestling, you know, cause my, I lost a little passion after after the season, but I took took a good break and you know regained that. And obviously, like just being up here and, and kind of getting into a new environment, just you know seeing seeing how I'm already benefiting uh, from from these coaches and, and my teammates and how they're benefiting from me. Uh, you know, it's it's just it's just good, and, and, and I'm just excited to see what the future holds and. You know, hopefully go win win some world titles and Olympic titles. That's the goal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm be pulling for you, man. Be watching all the matches, and I'm definitely excited to see your career unfold. But uh, thank you again, man. I really appreciate you taking the time and, and sitting down and chatting with me. And uh, I've had a really good time. That was awesome. We'll get on. We'll get on a call in the future sometime too. Let you know how things going. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, well, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Don't get in trouble by your wife for being late. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Before you go, I, I just have to, to say one thing real quick before everybody gets off the episode. Um, I'm really looking forward to this NLSWC wrestling match this weekend. Uh, if you guys don't know already how you're going to watch it is it is live on Rockfin. Uh, you're going to have to go to Rockfin and you're going to have to get a, a subscription to Rockfin uh, for a premium account. Uh, the way it works is when you subscribe to Rockfin, you subscribe through a certain creator um, and, and they, they kind of get credit for, for bringing you on the network. And then um, 
once you have that subscription, you have access to all premium content on Rockfin for a month. It's a month subscription. So $10 gets you a month that gets you access to the NLWC wrestling match. And it also gets access to thousands, hundreds, thousands. I don't know how much stuff's on there, uh, but all kinds of content uh, that's put on there by all these amazing creators. I, I mean, there's so many great dudes on here. There's so much good stuff. Um, it's kind of my home base for all of my stuff at Matt Geeks. Uh, I post all of my lineup previews, my rankings, my podcast, my show, everything. Right. And so uh, it, I, I would be very, very grateful if you guys go in there and subscribe to Matt Geeks on Rockfin. Um, you will have access to the NLWC match if you subscribe anywhere on Rockfin. Um, but I, I really appreciate you guys for listening to this stuff and, and you know, making, uh, making my time worth it. But uh, thank you again for listening and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks guys.